Hey everybody, Brad Stevens here, founder and CEO of Outsource Access. We help companies redefine how they scale with offshore affordable staff from the Philippines. Congrats to all fellow winners of the 2023 Real Leaders Impact Awards. We are proud to be among you. About 10 years ago, I woke up to a major growth problem in my last business. Cash was tight, staff was overwhelmed, and tasks were not getting done. Then I discovered the world of offshore virtual staff in the Philippines where English is their second language, so there is no communication or culture gap. I realized outsourcing wasn't just call centers, it was access to college-educated Filipinos to support sales, marketing, operations, customer service, bookkeeping, personal tasks, and more. And in fact, the first woman I hired in the Philippines at 23 is now an award-winning COO of our entire company. It inspired me to launch Outsource Access. One client and YPO member, Ali Jamal, shared their offshore virtual staff Edison automated processes and saved them over 50,000 per year in the first few weeks. It's about finally getting things done and staff focusing on higher value activities. We've grown by over 2,000% in just three and a half years and will double next year. To receive a complimentary outsourcing playbook customized for your industry and to connect with one of our team here at Outsource Access, just visit RedefineScale.com. That's RedefineScale.com or text the word SCALE to 770-954-8440. Two months after hiring my first staff, she sent me a picture of shoes she bought for low-income children because of the opportunity. And now we support thousands of families and the environment with United Nations SDG projects. I'm proud we've grown with impact. To learn more, visit RedefineScale.com. Boom, what up? Hello, bonjour, and hola, real leaders. This is Kevin Edwards, your host here, and I am so excited. You're tuning in to one of our amazing experiences. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, real, and loaded with inspiration, guaranteed to support your impact journey. So sit back, enjoy the listen, folks share a review afterward, and always keep it real. Let's get this show on the road. Here we go now in five, four, three, two, and one. And welcome everyone to this episode of the Real Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Edwards. And joining me today, folks, we have Joel Solomon, the co-founding partner of Renewal Fund and the author of The Clean Money Revolution. Joel, thanks for being with us today, my man. Thank you so much for your interest. Absolutely. So Joel, before we got into this show today, you said you're, you're kind of at this stage where your purpose is to now encourage those who have influence, who have platforms, who have a business, to make decisions to prevent or save future generations. Tell us a little bit more about this origin. Where does this come from? I think we all have an obligation about to future generations. I think that's one of our primary roles uh, in our great privilege of being blessed with life and being able to uh, run around this planet and and uh, try to try to do the best we can with the tools and the beliefs and the inspirations that uh, we carry. And we need a revolution of people who are going as deep as possible and committed to values and are going to use our lives for how to make a better future for next generations. And, and when I think of the word revolution, that means that there's something that we need to revolt against. What is that something that you're alluding to? Thanks for that one. I, I think that we have become numbed to a large degree uh, on the idea that 
Our job is to make as much money as we can, and we're going to get happiness that way. And then if we <clears throat> we add a uh, an, another subset to that, it's that we're going to use the power and influence that we have to make the world better for more people. Believe our duty as a human being, uh, privileged with this life and incarnation, is to work in every way we can so that future generations that we will never know, but we can imagine, will have a better world and a healthy, sane, stable world. That is a big intention and uh, not an easy stretch goal for humanity. There are all kinds of reasons to be uh, concerned and alarmed, but there are many causes for hope. And more and more of us and current generations are waking up to the call to take responsibility for this long-term uh, generational responsibility that we have. Uh, Joel, in the book, you talk about a wealth transfer. Uh, this massive trillion-dollar wealth transfer is going to be happening uh, from uh, the baby boomer generation down to millennials uh, by 2050. Yep. Um, what are some of the strong arguments from an investor standpoint about why we should be paying attention to this uh, wealth transfer and where are the opportunities in the space that you've been doing research on? We have better information than we've ever had before. Uh, science, politics, uh, news, <laughs> education, there are all kinds of privileges that we have built and developed as humanity over the centuries, millennium maybe. And we have an obligation with that responsibility and that gift that we use, we use our power and influence, our smart minds, and we commit ourselves to things that actually matter. That's an individual choice and exploration to find out. I know that it took me quite a few years to sort through and really get clear about why I'm here, what I want to do with this incredible opportunity. And I began to, began to find myself affiliating and getting involved with organizations, um, people, and uh, ideas that I'm inspired by because I see them truly deeply caring about what's going to happen in the future. And I think every one of us has a responsibility to live that way, think that way, and act that way. And it is part of uh, human nature to do that. We have a complicated world today. Uh, our ingenuity and our, our commitments, our hard work, and our willingness to question ourselves, dig deeper, and share what we can with others, particularly youngers that are coming along. So it is an exciting and extraordinary time. There's, there's uh, lots to be concerned about, and therefore we're called on to do our best. We absolutely are, and, and I think where we struggle as a society of getting this done is the lack of trust that um, many of the folks have with people in power. Uh, a lot of that has been abused. Um, you know, just take for instance uh, the most recent, with you know, findings with um, you know fintechs, FTX, capital exchange. Here you have a very values aligned individual wants to do good in the world, and once the money comes trickling in, you know, forty billion dollars just down the drain, uh, hurting people's pensions, uh, retirement funds, uh, really hurting the whole uh, idea of decentralized uh, you know funding. 
Um, you know, my question for, for you in terms of this whole debate is around the design, the design of capitalism, the update that it may need, uh, such as a software on our phone. What, what is the argument on how we're going to update this system from a design point of view? It's not a simple question, nor, nor is there a simple answer to that. What we do know is that human ingenuity keeps advancing. We've learned a lot about the universe and this planet that we live on, and we're learning about other planets and larger cosmic uh, realities. Uh, there, there's, there's much possibility in the human experiment and uh, in our hearts, minds, and, and spirits together. We uh, have an obligation to future generations. We need to dedicate the work that we do, our lives, our influence on the world around us, and we need to take responsibility to help influence others in a good way that they will also at least have questions to ask themselves, as I certainly try to do with myself. Keep challenging me. I'm talking to me. <laughs> keep challenging me. Uh, world, keep challenging me. Uh, don't be too tough, but, uh, but uh, give me some insights that I can see to how I use what I've got, who I am, what I know, who I'm connected to, and all of that in a clear pathway about looking after future generations. So, so really it comes down from your point of view then to, and if I'm hearing correctly, to that individual, to that leadership position of challenge me, of embracing uh, the challenge from stakeholders alike. And I think maybe even a good thing with the FTX is that, you know, narcissists eventually do reveal themselves. It's very difficult for them not to. Um, so as a leader listening to this, who is trying to grow this organization, who doesn't want to get caught by design uh, to, to, to make a decision that may uh, be short-sighted, what can they be focused on? It's important that we have some kind of practice of self-examination. That's a doorway. Those words are a simple doorway into the history of humanity and attempting to understand how we got here, what we're supposed to do while we're here, and how we deal with the vulnerabilities and fallibilities of humans, ourselves included. There's a lot of work that it takes to understand uh, even a rationale about how this all really exists how we got here, why some of us get to have a lot of privilege and access to all kinds of tools and learning and smart people. And others of us are stuck in a very challenging survival mode that uh, demands those of us with privilege and opportunity, both, yes, be smart, be brilliant, invent things, change things, be successful. But we have a deep obligation for the rest of humanity, the other species ultimately. And it's our job to live life in the very best way that we can, uh, working on ourselves and contributing to society. There's lots more to say about that, but uh, that's the capsule. Well, you know, if I'm someone that's just you know, I stumble upon this podcast, and I think it's really interesting. And I'm listening to kind of what you're saying about, you know, the differences of uh, just generational wealth over time. 
and uh, you know, trying to make a living for yourself based on your circumstances, um, my immediate thought may go to, well, that's what nonprofits are for. That's what uh, you know, maybe religion is for. That's what, um, you know, there, there are things in place that people can have. The government is for. Your argument to the for-profit sector getting involved um, with a lot of these, um, you know, deep-rooted issues. Well, my day job is being an investor in uh, promising entrepreneurs who are being creative, inventive, and solving problems for the future. Solving problems for today, but ultimately for the future. So <laughs> the world's complex. The uh, situations that we're born into, the political systems that we have to live within, the prior history of humanity, and the challenges of what it means to put what will be 10 billion people on the planet soon enough, and it may double after that, whether there's the carrying capacity to hold all of it, how wise and intelligent we are about the resources that this planet offers, and how we're going to live together as billions of people is a huge challenge. And it's going to take uh, both very pragmatic information, practical things, hard work, uh, learning, and getting really masterful at uh, the, the, the being able to touch and uh, direct and advise things that uh, might change the future for broad numbers of humanity. What an incredible opportunity that we have to be born in a time where so much is possible, but it's very easy to get distracted by our own reflection, our uh, drives to accumulate, to uh, have, have the most of everything, can, can really distract us from the essence of why, what we're here for. Why did we get the privilege even to have consciousness and be born <laughs> incarnated in such a way that there is so much opportunity for some of us. And with that comes a lot of responsibility for the rest of us, the other species, the fact that uh, the, the hope that human existence will continue into the future. What a great inspiration to think about how future generations may be able to study the times that we're in, uh, know ever more about the world and make intentional choices to contribute to how this goes on for many generations into the future. I think that's the great, great uh, challenge of, of uh, being alive and having the privileges that enable at least some of us and hopefully more and more of us to be able to contribute in those ways. Absolutely. It seems like, you know, looking to the future, right, is what we're talking about here. Like, what does the future of society, the future of business look like? What does the future of leaders look like? This generational wealth is being passed down to people who are much more aware of the stakeholders in their community, of the global citizen, the global world. Um, and and you're, as you mentioned before, communication is getting better and better. My question to you is, what does the future of business look like? And how does that shape your investment lens? Well, business needs to be a tool for making the world better, in my view. Uh, part of making the world better is that uh, we need to create 
enough prosperity, enough uh, resources that we can deal with the fact of billions of people on the planet and future generations, uh, how we're consuming the resources, how we're treating each other, what our political systems are like. We're in the greatest time in history, as far as I'm concerned. The opportunities are incredible and enormous. The pitfalls are everywhere. And it requires development of, of a deep sense of who we are, why we are, and what it is we want to accomplish during this precious life. I know for myself, I want to, if I get to be aware on my deathbed, I want to believe and feel that my, my intentions, my integrity, and my exploration of the meaning and purpose of life will have caused me to be a significant contributor to a better world when I'm gone. I think that's our, I think that's our job as uh, being humans. So if I'm a leader, I can and certainly, you know, do some reflection, identify, hey, you know, what's my reason for existence? How can I, you know, use the best amount of my time I, I have here in this stage to contribute to say future generations leaving the world far better than I'm than, than I found it. Um, my my question for you is is um, more so on the tailwinds from the investor's perspective. You know, where, where, what's driving what? Is our consumers driving this? Our suppliers driving this? Uh, some uh, investors argue, you know, the government's driving all of this. You know, they're, they're going to be focused on a lot of big things, such as a carbon tax or some type of incentive to, you know, start vetting companies to provide and speak with regulations in terms of their loans. Like, who, who is really driving this? Or do you see it as being a combination of these things? Yeah, if only there were a grandmaster who was, uh, mapping it all out and, and uh, making wise systems and choices and things. So therefore, uh, I, well, I'm implying that if there is such a thing, wow, we're lucky and hopefully they're going to do a good job. But in the interim, we've all got to figure out that inside ourselves. We have a lot of inf potential influence, power, authority, uh, our, our development of our values and knowing who we are and and what it is that fulfills our sense of what's a moral and ethical life that matters. Um, I feel very fortunate that I was exposed through my career journey to uh, people and organizations and places that were raising these kinds of questions and challenging ourselves. So I had the benefit of this last few decades when these questions were coming to the fore and particularly around business. So these days, there's, there's the ruthless, nothing, uh, winner takes all uh, option, but there are also so many more interesting, deeper and creative ways to, to contribute and to leave behind a legacy that may influence future generations to do better than we have. And the, in, the, the, the belief that there will be a future and that humanity will make it through its uh, vulnerabilities and uh, flaws, and that we will come to a higher evolution. That includes both just being smart, but it includes spiritual, ethical, moral, and a sense of why, who, and what, and and 
and who's going to benefit from my lifetime. Mm. And I hope that every day I'm making choices, decisions, and getting involved in things that are going to help others, whether I know them or not. And I think that's my duty and obligation mm. as a, as a, as a human. And, and certainly, you know, the, the B Corp argument, you know, uh, having the fiduciary responsibility to consider all stakeholders, um, I, I think is certainly a design point of view to help leaders achieve you know, what you're what you're alluding to. Um, you know, Joel, I'm, I'm really interested um, in the the uh, the succession part of this this conversation, this legacy transfer. Uh, you know, yeah. for CEOs out there, you know, when you're thinking about legacy and you're thinking about passing on and stepping away, what makes a successful exit or, or transfer of power? I hope that anyone who has the skill set to be successful and to navigate capitalism or the marketplace and uh, create excess and benefit from it has already thought through or, or as part of the journey to get there has considered first, what is success? Secondly, what am I going to do with it? What is my obligation to, to whatever the powers are that give us the opportunity to be here and live these lives and that a considered life where we look at why, then what, and who we want to be is the greatest opportunity that uh, life gives us. And the rewards from that in my both observation experience, but particularly from what it's like to do business with others, to work with others, to make decisions that may affect the lives of people that across the planet that I, I am never going to see, that this is the ethical and moral and spiritual journey that we owe to future generations, but we also owe it to ourselves. And there are ever more examples in this modern time that is so different than where humans started to make choices. We, we see public figures, we see stories in, in the news that, uh, that, that can horrify us and look really terrible. But we have to learn from that. Does that tell us that I should be ruthless and, and cruel and uh, just the, the most selfish one is the winner? Or am I going to use whatever power and influence I have to make things better for uh, as much of the world as I can touch or influence? And, and a question for you on that. Um, we have a community of Impact CEOs uh, here at Real Leaders. Uh, a lot of people that really see them in the pages of of the magazine and, and one of these members right now asks the question do i need to grow mm -hmm. do i need to get bigger and oh, looking oh, at great. do i need you know looking at your you know like vc firm and then you know isn't the goal to then grow and grow and then get you know more investors and then eventually take the company public i mean aren't wouldn't you be happy if more and more companies continue to grow and grow and grow and don't you lose some quality? Don't you lose some spirit? Don't you lose some type of ethics when you do something like that? I think you're asking all the right questions. And those questions uh, I hold close to myself as I make my choices and decisions. 
Uh, I'll never be perfect. Uh, I, I wish I could, but I can't. So at least I can be perfect in honesty with myself. So that's a that's a good place to start and really assess and look at. Am I telling myself the truth? Am I making up a nice story so I can rationalize uh, bad behaviors? Uh, if we can figure out how to develop an ethical and moral and spiritual compass that can guide us around all the questions that happen in life, that's one of the greatest possible accomplishments. Then all of our choices, our, our actions, uh, our business transactions might be, the dial might be turned on each one towards higher purpose and something meaningful. To spend our life in a business that is producing something that is of no benefit to anyone else other than financial, I think is going to, I, 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 I wouldn't want to uh, be conscious on my deathbed and look back on that legacy. I want to look back on a legacy where I had integrity, I worked hard, I examined my decisions and choices. I tried to put myself amongst people who did the same thing. And I have a strong belief that humanity has the capability and possibility to make a very beautiful future. That's a, that's kind of a, a naive statement to say these days, but I have to have that belief that it does matter and that each of our actions that might be influential, educational, uh, cause people to stop and think about why and how uh, each of us are doing things as citizens and as parts of society, that the combined total of that is our opportunity for uh, what I would call heaven, which is that in this lifetime and among humanity, we figure out how to act intelligently and in a way that is dedicated to future future humanity. And and that we think about what are all the systems, ecological systems and atmospheric systems, and water, et cetera, like that, that we take care of that because future generations, this, we may be talking about grandchildren or we may be talking 10 generations into the future. Our footprint will be studied. And there are people, there are future generations right now trying to scratch their head and understand how we created the world of today. And did we leave a pathway that can take humanity or whatever, whatever uh, our neighborhood, our neighborhood, our, our region, our nation, our industry, our sector? We need as many of us as possible to be dedicated to the potential that humanity actually can come up with a. a a way that future generations can look back on this time, maybe scratch their heads. How'd we figure it out? Or what did we figure out? But that is our job that uh, people that we will never know have a good life and have opportunities to enjoy the creativity and uh, successes that, that we cherish. It's powerful, and it seems like you know hope would be kind of the one word that would summarize that. You know, you need you need some hope. You need some hope that there's uh, some faith in humanity out there, and 
you know, I, I think, you know, for anyone listening to this right now, you know, certainly that's what I'm getting. And, and what is that hope? Do you have hope? Do you have faith in humanity? You know, Joel, question for you as well. You know, you're, you're one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, Canadian-based mission-based uh, VC uh, investment firm in Canada with over $240 million in assets. When an entrepreneur comes to you or thinking about those entrepreneurs that you've invested in, what are some of those key characteristics of them in their business that make you say yes? I want to know that they have an ability to examine themselves and explore their morals, their ethics, their values, and their spiritual beliefs. Um, I think that we need to be examined by ourselves. We need to, to be continually examining ourselves and reflecting and getting, for me, it's also getting feedback from others, but working with wise advisors and guides who can help me navigate my confusions and uh, vulnerabilities, fears, et cetera, and, and stay restabilized continually, restabilize, re realign, and remember the things that are my deepest commitments and beliefs and try to live that the best that I can. We're imperfect. We're not going to do it uh, without flaws. We'll make mistakes, but it's what we do with that afterwards and how we regroup and dust ourselves off and commit to uh, do better and, and, and uh, be long-term players. I really, I, I, I want future generations to look back on this time and learn from it and to have examples, stories, and tangible uh, accomplishments that can inspire them to take it further, do better, and see that uh, humanity and this planet go on for long, long time. In, and that, that we can carry the faith that there will be people in the future who will, who will benefit from each act of conscious choice, kindness, do something that do things that matter and contribute to society. That'd be, that, that's my, that'd be my deathbed wish that, uh, so first of all, that the family that I get to uh, be part of and uh, influence, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I, I never had a kid, but now I have a, a big sprawling family. And there's, of course, I love to see them succeed and, and do well and be fulfilled. But what I care about more is that they will figure out how they can share their journey that got them to, to think that way and to be committed to a better future. And then uh, that formula for me starts to add up to something uh, I at least believe, if I'm conscious on my deathbed, that I will feel like I made a contribution that matters. Impactful, powerful. And Joel, in all of this, what is your definition of a real leader? I think a real leader is an examined human and an examined human takes time through any number of uh, methods that now exist in the world to question ourselves 
understand and get clearer about our motivations, what our influences are, and what our wounds are that might be causing us to act in ways and make choices about how we're going to do business and how we're going to do our lives that has a moral and ethical and, and spiritual grounding to it. And without that kind of examination, we're kind of like, uh, you know, bouncing around, just bouncing around, banging off things. And uh, it's important that we figure out where we find and have benefit from the guidances that future of the past generations and intelligence in humanity has available for us if we choose to look for it. So I'd say my uh, case to myself first, to those that I get to influence directly, and those that I might influence indirectly is we matter. Developing ourselves as better humans matters a lot. Our, our compounded influence, if we can stay consistent, keep going deeper, questioning our, our own motivations and choices, and that if that becomes the definition of what is a successful business leader, or at least a key part of where that comes from, then I have a lot of faith that we have the intelligence, we have the influences around us. The world is full of inspiration and smart people. And it's, uh, it's not just our duty and our responsibility, but it's our delight to get to be here alive and be creative and uh, hopefully do things that are good for people we will never see or meet and for generations that we won't know ahead of us. But that would be my fondest dream. If I could tell you, if I've got some consciousness on my deathbed, I'm going to be going back and going through the years. And I hope that I will feel satisfied and proud of myself. Well, Joel, this has been a very fun, thoughtful, and stimulating conversation. Very far-sighted conversation today, Joel. So just appreciate you coming on the Realtors Podcast today. For Joel Solomon, I'm Kevin Edwards asking you to go out there, examine yourself, and always, folks, keep it real. Thanks, Joel. Hey, Relators, thanks again for listening to this amazing episode. And if you're someone like me who goes all the way to the end just to make sure I can extract as much information, education, and inspiration out of every single interview, might I suggest you check out our magazine. If you go online to Relators.com today, you're going to get the first 30 days for free where you're going to be able to access all of our magazines courses, and live events from some of the top thought leaders around the world. 
all you have to do is go online to realleaders.com and click the subscribe button in the top right corner to get your free 30-day trial right now. Again, that's real-leaders.com. Thanks again for being a real leader and always keep it real.